Praise God. On this Memorial Weekend, we too are reminded that we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. He who has called us out of darkness, he's called us into his marvelous light. What a mighty God you and I are called to serve. And he's worthy of yours and yours and yours and each of our praise. Amen. He has brought us yet into another summer. And he tarrying by grace granting life. We'll be able to embrace it and accomplish all that our hearts desire to. But how wonderful it is when we can voluntarily take time out to fellowship with the saints, to worship together, and to be reminded that we are called to that which is so much bigger than ourselves and our agenda. We are soldiers in the army of the Lord as we bear our hearts for the word of the Lord. It's in the Gospel or the book of Acts. Jesus declares that you shall receive power, dunamis, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You shall receive power. Many of us are intrigued by the possibility of handling dunamis power. And the word of God says that we will receive power so that we can be witnesses unto him. We want to see the demonstrative power of God in our time with our generation. Then we must be willing to be the witnesses that Christ has called us to be. We've got too many hidden Christians, or covert-operating men and women of God. Shame to make it known that we love Jesus. Shame to say what the Word says. Afraid to be categorized by society. 
to be labeled by society, to be narrow-minded people as society may want to consider us to be. But the dunamis of God is going to display itself when despite all the objections and the obstacles, men and women of God dare to stand up. Not in their own strength, but in the strength of the Holy Spirit. God has called us into his army, if you would, to be a witness for him. In Luke's gospel, in the 24th chapter and the 49th verse, we read, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, Jesus declared. But tarry he in the city of Jerusalem. Camp out there until you be endued with power from on high. Wait for it. Wait for it. You know as believers, one of the difficult things that we find ourselves having to do is to wait. Is to wait in God. Is to wait in the presence of God. Behold, I send the promise. God is a God not only of promise, but He's a God who keeps His promise. And when we don't realize the promises of God, often it's because you and I shifted, moved, got impatient. Couldn't wait in God. Our waiting time should be praising and worshiping time. If not, the devil has a million and one different reasons that he will propose to you and me why we should throw it in. God is not there. God is not concerned. God is saddened by your failures and he's not going to come through for you. All lives. All lives. We have an advocate with God the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. That when conviction comes to the heart, we are privileged to repent. And if we have already repented, boldly with our heads up and our shoulders back, we should make that known to the lying devil that I'm forgiven, <laughs> that I'm loved, that I'm secured in my love. Tarry. And Acts gospel going back there picks it up in the 12th verse through the 14th. It says, then in obedience to what Christ had told them, then returned they, the disciples, unto Jerusalem. They returned from the mount called Olivet. When Christ was taken up and the angel of God declared to the disciples as they looked in awe, why stand you in amaze? This Jesus that you've seen taken up shall so in like manner return. They returned from such a physical location and went back to Jerusalem 
It was about a Sabbath-day journey. And when they were come, they went up into the upper room where they abode or abided both Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judah the brother of James. Upon returning, these gathered and camped out. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication, not just the men, but along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. I want us to note before concluding today that in obedience to God's word, they returned and waited. I want us also to know that they didn't wait haphazardly. They waited in prayer, which resulted in them coming into an agreement and were now in one accord. Sad but true, too often, when the people of God come together, there is not the unity of oneness. But praying together will bring us into oneness. Oneness with each other, oneness with the purpose of God for our lives. Jesus fulfilled his part by declaring, if I go, I will send to you the Comforter, the blessed Holy Spirit, who shall come. They were now together, and they were now in one accord. And then, what was promised suddenly happened. We say, welcome to the Holy Spirit the third person of the Godhead, in full operation. Like a dove, he came. Verses 1 of Acts chapter 2. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord, and they were in one place. I said they were in one place and in one accord. We today can be in one place, but not in one accord. We can be in one place, but our minds go wandering in various places. In prayer, in one accord, waiting on the promise of God, these disciples were. And then, and suddenly, hallelujah, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. This happened suddenly. This happened because in obedience to God's word, the disciples returned and they tarried. They waited until they 
were endued with power from on high, power to go out as soldiers in the army of God and be a witness for him. They were in one accord and suddenly it happened. The Holy Spirit likened unto a rushing mighty wind is the Ruah of God, the breath of God. Can't explain it, but you can. We all can experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit filled the house where they were sitting. Upon them cloven towns like as a fire and it rested sat upon each of them hallelujah and Acts chapter 2 and 4 concludes this segment it says and they were all not some the God who is of no respect of persons all were filled with the Holy Ghost and all began to speak with other towns as the Spirit give them utterance. Saints of God, Christ has come. Christ was crucified. Christ was risen. Christ was ascended. The Holy Spirit has come. And Jesus Christ is coming again. How should we live? As we await, we should live with the dunamis of God. We should live with the power of the Holy Spirit to be the witnesses that God has called you and called me to be. God, who is no respect of persons, has done what he said he will do. He has blessed us with the comforter, the blessed Holy Spirit who tabernacles with us, who will never leave us, despite when we feel we're walking all alone. He's there with us all the time. What we need, what the church needs today in this 21st century, in this year, 2023, is to be revived because God already has given the church all that we have need of. We are the ones who have neglected and pushed it aside and tried to be cute in the presence of others, quenched and grieved the Holy Spirit, but he's still here for you and for me. Would we ask of him in these closing moments, Lord, revive me, revive me again.